Welcome back to the Tape Store, everyone. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. We were made in the 80s. And played in the 90s. And this is the second of our 90s Muppet trilogy. Yes. Uh, we did a Muppet Christmas Carol. What was that, last year? Yeah, it was one of our earliest shows, actually. Yeah, it was. It's one of our favorites. I think one of my favorites. In fact, I can look right now if uh, you guys would bear with me. And I will tell you exactly what episode we did it on. Um, I am going all the way down to, yep, number six from our first season. The good old early days. Which we do our seasons by years from to October 31st. I mean, how else should you count a year? Halloween (laughs) really should lead a year. I mean, let's be honest. So the sixth episode we ever done was The Muppet Christmas Carol. And that was in 92. In 96... Muppet Treasure Island was released, yes. which is what we're talking about this week. We're and excited. you guys have come out in droves talking about how much you love it, and so we are just so excited. And if you want to know why we're referring to it as a trilogy, mm-hmm. well, the 90s Muppet trilogy. Yes, right. was because in 1999 we had Muppets from Space. Oh, and that's happening. Which we haven't done that yet. That is happening, because one of our favorite Muppets uh, debuts on that one. Well, not debuts, but is in full force. Yeah, Pepe. Pepe the Prawn. He's... He's not in this one, alas. Right. He is my favorite. Before, He's literally hysterical. Um, Rizzo is, was my favorite before Pepe, so <laughs> he's my favorite in this movie. Rizzo. Uh, I love Rizzo, the rat. He's great. He's Looking hilarious. Forward to well, I love Gonzo and Rizzo. Oh, they're great together, like, yeah. but if I had to pick one, True. I would pick okay. Rizzo. Because okay. he's always getting into something. <laughs> he always has some angle. Yeah. He's always, and, and he's never daunted. And he's always, at, he's literally always looking for the comfort in, in a situation and right. looking out for number one. But it makes for a good time. He's a good guy, though. <laughs> good guy. Okay, so. <laughs> Sorry. Muppet Treasure Island was released February 16th, 1996. Mm-hmm. It was directed by Brian Henson. This is based on Treasure Island, which is the book by Robert Louis right, Stevenson. Right, classic novel. Yeah, from the 1880s. It's based on this book, and right. you know, I started reading this book years ago and never finished it, and I, I really was getting into it. And yeah, then, you know, I'm ashamed to say this is well, one of the ones I've never read. Life happens. It's a good book. It, I, I was really into it, uh, leading up to whatever happened that caused me to stop reading. It, but, <laughs> life, life uh, happened. It, Treasure Island's a classic, and Robert Louis, Louis Stevenson, of course, a great author. Uh, so I, I need to return to that book and read it. So when you look at these Muppet movies, there's often the Muppets, and there's a big player. Right. There's cast uh, uh, one or a couple cast members that are humans. Right. As we know, a Muppet Christmas Carol, you had Michael Caine Ugh. as Scrooge, which we talked about, was significant not only because it was just a good movie, but Michael Caine, he was just a, in my opinion, he's the best Scrooge yeah. I've ever seen. No, I like th- that's the I don't want to say it's the problem with this movie because it's not a problem. Um, but it's I want to see Michael Caine in a Muppet Christmas Carol, but now I want to see him in As, a full length, like uh, you yeah. know, fully casted, human casted right. Christmas Carol. Well, we have it was this, so good. We have this also, of course, in um, uh, in Muppet Treasure Island. Absolutely. So we have the Muppets, but we also have our. Our main cast member that's a human. Yeah, our human cast members. <laughs> I know. The main one, of course, is Tim Curry. Oh, just get out of here. Who 
just get out is just turns in such a great performance and he is and um, he's iconic for decades yeah however he did some pretty iconic 90s roles in addition to this movie so, so we as kids were like oh my god yes tim curry plays long john silver mm-hmm. and that's no secret because of course there's a big reveal with long john silver right but he introduces himself as Long John Silver. So right. it's no secret. The reveal isn't that he's Long John Silver. Right, The right. reveal is who Long John Silver actually is. Yes. But my thing is that Tim Curry kind of transcended the Muppet universe. Oh, yeah. He was just good as Long John Silver. I would have loved to have seen him yeah. as Long John Silver in, in, in a movie. Just, yeah, it's another Michael Caine-worthy yeah. type. And he's actually not the only big name in this one. There's a no, few. he's not. There's so, a few. But he, stars, yeah, he like pulled it, he pulls at my heartstrings in this one. Yeah, it's really he does a good job, and I'm going to reference the book a little bit, mm-hmm. especially when talking about Long John Silver's relationship with Jim Hawkins. Uh, so yeah. it, this stars Tim Curry, Kevin Bishop, Jennifer Saunders, and Billy Connolly, yes. and, of, and of course our, our lovely Muppets. Of course. So we're going to jump right in, and of course as we talk about the film. Talk about everything that comes with it. Of course. Now, Brooke, this is a big movie. Yeah, like but, I'm like shaking. Like this, I love. Okay. I just love this movie. So, so much. this is a movie that I didn't see until we got married, right? Because I was like, listen, this is part of the you agreed to do life with me starter pack, right? And it's true. now you have to watch these certain things. <laughs> well, I'm glad I did. So yes, me too. Let's move into our opening credits. So, which is iconic. We have our well, we have our classic white Disney logo, Magic Kingdom logo, right, with the blue background. That mm-hmm. familiar tune, that that woo, yeah. You know. Wait, hold on, go. Yeah, I mean that. I have to do it. Every I, time. I hate that they changed that. Me too. I mean, I love the other one, but uh, nostalgia. Right. We're about it nostalgia just, here, guys. It just had that magic to it. I, I, I know it's like some things <laughs> don't need to be changed, but <laughs> no. but they do get changed, and and that's okay. There's room. There's okay. room for change. Not preferable, but. <laughs> After, Good change is room for. So after our classic Disney logo, we open over the sea in what appears to be this unknown island. And behind this is playing a swashbuckling oh, overture. So it's Hans Zimmer. Oh, forget it. Forget it. Is, it's so good. Is one of my favorite. He's moving up the ranks. Is one of my favorite. It's so good. Yeah. Hans Zimmer would go on to do Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. He did Prince of Egypt. Yes, As you said. which oh, is so just that music is intense and good. He would go on to do Sherlock Holmes, the Robert Downey Jr. ones. Why did I not realize that? That is were, excellent. Those were incredible scores for both Sherlock Holmes and Game of Shadows. And of course, he does a lot of work with Christopher Nolan. He did Inception, he did Interstellar, he did Dunkirk. So the bottom line is Hans Zimmer is very prolific even now. But he did the score for Muppet Treasure Island. Right. So we hear that great swashbuckling theme playing. The opening credits are in this rustic pirate font, and we of course <laughs> we of course see that it is Muppet Treasure Island. Yes. We then hear a voice talking to us, a man who says that he is the first mate to a pirate named Flint. And it's if you're if you're a you know a, an actor or person that you recognize voices, right? You'll right away recognize this voice. That so this is Billy Connolly. Yes. I just his what a wonderful accent. So this guy's the first mate. This this voice says that you know I was first mate to Flint, Captain Flint, who buried a treasure on this remote island, and this is where we have our first musical number. And this <laughs> Which, has th- this movie has several musical numbers. Yeah, 
This actually isn't my favorite. I'm gonna get. I'll get to my favorite later. Right. Mm-hmm. This is a great one, though. This is. It's a really well done song. All right. This is "Shiver My Timbers." Can we talk about why this is a meaningful song, though? Yes. To us? Yeah, this is the opening <laughs> and one of the best numbers in the it film. It is. It is. Now it's look, a good storytelling as well. It tells the backstory of the film about how Captain Flint and his crew buried this treasure on the island that gives the film its name, Treasure Island. Right. So when we refer to Treasure Island, we're now referring to the island that has the treasure that Flint buried. Yes. That. Everyone and is, they're all black hearted. They're not good. These are bad guys. Yeah. You know, they make it they, they kind of let us know who these type of people are. Yeah, it's it's you have all the pirate imagery and tropes put mm. into this song in, in such a great way. And it's sung by different puppets. There's the alligator singing, there's yes, crustaceans. <laughs> yeah, there's different everything, every all creatures these that would be on an island. Even mosquitoes are involved. Right, which and are the Easter there, Island statues. Which are there while the pirates are taking the treasure in. Yeah. Right? It's like nature itself is wit and it's and that's actually kind of a neat commentary. It's like nature is witnessing this sin, this terrible thing. Right. The innocent creatures are like, oh no, what's happening? And yes, why is this important to us personally? <laughs> Not just you know growing up, you right, growing up me, watching this movie. Right, me just nostalgia, of course. But this 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 song, particularly, <laughs> is part of our family mythology. Yes, because our son loved this song so much. Right, and I don't know if it, who's listened to this has ever heard of Hurricane Matthew. Hurricane Matthew, as in the actual hurricane that blew through Savannah. Yes, back in I believe it was twenty 2000, yeah twenty seventeen. Um, 2016. Yeah, wow. 16. Yeah, because I was, I was, I think I was, because I was pregnant with Kess. Yeah. And I had her in January 2017. Yeah. So yeah, I looked it up. It was a Category 5 Atlantic hurricane between September 28th, 2016 and October 10th, 2016. Golly, what a time. So, what the heck does Shiver My Timbers have to do with <laughs> Hurricane Matthew? I'm going to tell you and then I'll pass it off to Brooke and let her <laughs> kind of share it. But we live in Savannah at the time. Yes. And when Hurricane Matthew blew through, it was about to. It yeah. Was right about to. Yeah, that's right. It was coming. We knew it was coming. And there was an evacuation. Yeah. And we, it was like, we got, you got home from work. Yeah. And you were like, we got to go. We had never done this, you know? Yeah. We're not from the coastal re. We, well, at the time, we weren't from a coastal region. This yeah. was brand new for us. But we, we had really amazing friends who, th- this was old hat for them. So yeah. They so they like, said, hey, you guys need to go. This is what you need to do. You need to pack up. Do you have a place to go? And I said, yeah. Our mom lives in the Atlanta area. Yeah. Or, excuse me. No, our mom lives in Macon. Yeah. Your mom lived in yeah. Our mom, our dad lived in the Atlanta area. I said, well, we have our mom. She lives in Macon. He said, you need to pack up and you need to get to Macon. He, so it's what, a good thing we did. And it's a good thing we did. So when we packed up our car. It was like a scene from a movie. We got <laughs> home. We were like... Deep impact. <laughs> I mean, we, we packed up real quick because we're trying to beat, you know, every, every the storm getting there. Yeah. That and, was crazy. You know, we had our son. Who was Yossi. one at the time. He was Wait, one. No, he was two. two. So he was just o- He was just over two. Yes. And we put him in the car and... What they do for these evacuations is that they take these highways, the interstate highways. You know, if you take an interstate highway, there's either north, south, or east, west. Right. It goes two different directions. Yes. It's like, for instance, 75 goes 75 north, North 75 south. south. 85, 85 north, 85 south. 16 goes east and west. I think it was 16 was what we got on from Savannah. Yeah, we were on 16, that long stretch of road. To Macon. Well, what they do for these evacuations is they subvert the highways to make them go the same direction. Yeah. So there was no... It was the craziest thing. 16 east and west. It was like 
This ma- and and even though they subverted the highways, there was so many people evacuating. It was an exodus, man. It was a two and a half hour trip to Macon, but it lasted about five hours because of just so many. We people. we sat in traffic for so long, right? And how does Shiver My Timbers play into this? <laughs> okay, so that's what everybody. This wants is great know. because it's a twofold story. So I have a CD in my car, and this is what's wonderful about it. I made it in the early two thousands. And it is called a my MySpace mix. So let that just sit with you for a minute. It's an actual mixtape or a mix CD that I have in my car. And I made it in the early 2000s because I don't know if you guys remember, but on MySpace, you would find these MySpace accounts that would have songs you could download from different things. And this is before iTunes. You know, we, if, if you didn't have a song, I mean, some things you just couldn't have. So I found all these old Muppet songs and songs from like Anastasia, a goofy movie, cartoons that we just had no access to. And that was back when the the soundtrack for a goofy movie was like a lot of money if you wanted to buy the CD because everyone wanted it. And it was just, you know, it wouldn't produce anymore. And, you know, iTunes came and changed our lives. But uh, so I went and downloaded painstakingly all these songs back in my like, you know, early 20s, late teens. So I could listen to them. Well, I've still I've had that CD, golly, for like what 15, twelve years now or something like that. Right. So I put it in, and the first song is "Shiver My Timbers" because yeah. I've 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 always loved this movie. And Yossi's he's finicky. You never know what he's really gonna like. Well, man, true. we put this song in, and it would play, and he didn't say anything. No, he wouldn't say anything. And then when it was over, again, again, and again. For about three hours. No, that most of the trip was Shiver My Timber. Yeah, so we, but. but Literally, now I'm telling you, it was on repeat. <laughs> we didn't play anything else. It was. But what's great is that Toby and I loved it. So we were like, Shiver My, I mean, we were like vibing to it. I mean, it was we, great. we memorized that song front and back. And I mean, I, I was And it kept there. our son calm. Yes, so and that, he was two years old. So like, keep him calm at all costs. Yeah, so we get to, <laughs> after about five hours, we get to Macon. Yeah. And of course, we're able to miraculously, you know, we were able to to dodge the storm, which it yeah, was a good thing we did. Our house lost power for days. Our house lost power for several days. We know that because our neighbors said, yeah, we didn't have power for three days, which would have been terrible with a two-year-old. Yeah, and we came home to all of our food gone bad and worms. Yeah, there was worms in the house. And so, it was awesome. Anyways, we, we recovered. <laughs> yes. So that's how Shiver hey, My hey, Timbers. Hey, it's, it's a small price to pay. It could have been much, much worse. Yes. Okay, so. So that needed, I'm sorry, we needed to tell that story because it's very yeah. valuable to our family. So. Shiver My Timbers tells the backstory. Back to the film. It tells the backstory. And then when the song's over, we see Billy Bones, which is Billy Connolly. Well, well what's the big, the, the big, the big linchpin in it is that Flint killed everyone. Well, because in the so song. he would kill the people who knew where the treasure yeah, was. Yes, so he they, he had all his men bury the treasure. And then, he and then the last line of the song is, dead men tell no tales. And he shoots them all. Right. And, and he alone leaves the island. And Billy Bones. Yes, and Billy Bones. And Billy Bones, his first mate. We see Billy Bones, uh, which is Billy Connolly, after the song is over, he's telling the story, drinking at this inn tavern. Yeah, tavern. Among a mix of listening Muppets and people. Mm-hmm. This is the voice we heard at the beginning, and he's continuing his story about how Captain Flint died before he could dig up the treasure. Right. So that's the other part of the story. Right. Captain Flint dies before he could go back. Billy also mentions a lost map. That leads to the treasure. And here... And no one knows where the map is. Right. And it's also here that we meet Jim Hawkins, which is played by Kevin Bishop, an orphan boy 
who lives and works at the inn along with the great Gonzo yes. and Rizzo. They all work together at this inn. And he has a mullet. Just, he that's does. In, that's well, important. the 90s. That's important for me to say. Jim has big dreams of leaving the inn and doing something worthwhile and adventurous with his life. He wants to be more than just you know this kid working at an inn. And he has a lovely choir boy voice. He does, yes. <laughs> He's like an English boy choir boy. And he was the first, Kevin Bishop was the first actor to... Um, Audition for the role oh, of Jim Hawkins, and he that. ended up getting it. Yeah, there's a lot of auditions, but he was the first one. He ended up getting it. Billy Bones continues to talk, warning about the quote, one legged man, a man that even Captain Flint feared, a man who brings death. Any further talk about this mysterious one legged man, though, is interrupted by the lady who runs the inn, Mrs. Blueridge. <laughs> this is Gen- great. This is Jennifer Saunders, another She's incredible, just phenomenal actress. Uh, Mrs. Blueridge is loud and obnoxious and seemingly mean. Yeah. But it only seems to be at the surface. Miss Blueridge is actually a sweetheart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she has this very tough... When the ex- chips are down, she she knows who to protect. Right. She She's good. Yeah. Miss Blueridge is good. She has Jim, Gonzo, and Rizzo close up the inn, and as they do, Jim laments his inconsequential life, and he wants to sail the seas like his father before him, and this leads to another musical number, Something Better. Yes. And, of course, Gonzo and Rizzo sing with him, something better. You know. Yeah, something better. It's, yeah. just, <laughs> it's so funny. So, uh, as the song ends, Billy Bones returns to the tavern screaming. <laughs> so, it's a really nice moment with something better. And then, as soon as the song's over, Billy Bones busts in, screaming, wanting rum. As pirates do. Yeah, as Suddenly, another person arrives. His name is Blind Pew, right? Blind Pierre. But he says, right? He's a blind pew. It's, it's spelled P-E-W. It is? Blind pew. As a, oh, see, now I'm having a moment. At, I'm today years old when I realized, because as a kid, I reasoned he was saying it wrong because he was trying to save here. I know, but... So but, as now, I'm like, adult me is like, well, crap. I've had it wrong for how many decades? This is I thought fantastic. it was blind Pierre too, but it's it's he's spelled blind P-E-W, Well, then, Pew. it's probably because I didn't read the book. In the book, it's probably, that's his name. I'm not sure. So, I feel defeated. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Just well, kidding. we know who it is. <laughs> Blind he's, he's He's this strange-looking Muppet pirate. Yes, he's uh, weird. Looking for Billy. He he used to be crewmates with Billy. Right. So we thought we were all dead. <clears throat> and we're seeing now, that's not accurate. No, and he's literally blind. He's feeling around the end. He's literally, you know, he can't see. Uh, Pew or Pierre, whatever. He finds Billy and gives him the black spot, which means Billy is about to die. This is like, yes. you know, pirate superstition. He leaves. It doesn't kill Billy, like, immediately. That's not necessarily, I guess, right. what the black spot does. I guess it just means he's going to die. Right. Well, Billy attempts to pack his things to leave the inn, then dies. <laughs> dies of what appears to be a heart attack. Before he succumbs, though... He gives Jim the map and warns him again about the one-legged man. Right. Blind Pew or Pierre or whatever. I'm still offended that I don't... Yeah. That I well, he wrong. comes back, sure enough, with a band of pirates looking for the map. <laughs> so, Billy Bones had it the whole time. The map to Captain Flint's treasure, which was buried on, let's just call it Treasure Island. Right. Has been in the possession of Billy Bones. For who knows how long. Yeah, probably since it happened, honestly. And Blind Pew and his band of pirates have no idea that Jim, uh, Gonzo, and Rizzo had the map. Mrs. Blueridge enters the fray, 
as they're going around trashing the place and you know Ms. and she is formidable yes we realize she actually <laughs> saves jim tells them and his friends gets them to safety yeah, i'll be fine boys run for it yeah and takes on the pirates and the fracas gunpowder's ignited and the end burns down as Jim, Gonzo, and Rizzo escape. And as you just said, Miss Bluebridge was like, I got it. And what's funny is that she's like, who's going to clean all this up? Like, she's not really bothered. She's no. just like, listen, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> I love, like, we love a strong woman. And we that do. is, and that is Miss Bluebridge. <laughs> and that is Jennifer Saunders, definitely. Who she's, and she's an iconic, um, you know, British comedian. So it makes yeah. total sense that they would have, because this is, you know, obviously it's, a lot of the cast is either yes. British or from England or, you know, the British Isles. Yes. So well, it's perfect. So they have the map. Jim, Gonzo, and Rizzo. Right. <laughs> Gonzo, whatever he is. Rizzo, the rat. <laughs> Gonzo's a whatever. And Jim. That's what he's always We said. find out more about Gonzo in Muppets in Space. So True. They take the map to Squire Trelawney. <laughs> Why? Well, because if they have the map, what they need is a ship. Because right. Jim's like, look, we've been given this chance to do something with our lives. Yeah, they ju- we just sang this song right. about there's got to be something better. Here's, we, here's the better. Now we have something to do. So we're going to use the map to find whatever it is that the yep. map has. So they need a ship. So they find the master ship builder, Squire Trelawney. Which Squire is, Trelawney. Which is Fozzie the Bear. Oh, boy. And, and, and if you know the Muppets, the moment you see Fozzie the Bear as Squire Trelawney, you're like, right. Okay. <laughs> We you also know what you're me- in yeah, for. We also meet Dr. Livesey and Beaker. Who we love. Who we love. Uh, Beaker's one of my favorites, too. He's, yeah, he's definitely also in the top, I'd say, three. Pepe, Rizzo, and Beaker. <laughs> I mean, he's up there. I <laughs> love Beaker. And they just actually put the Muppet Show on Disney+, Plus, and there's one episode I'm dying to watch where Beaker sings the song Feelings. Oh, okay. And it's... It's Beaker, so right there you go, and we love Beaker's yes, sweetheart. We so do. they work with Trelawney, uh, Doctor Livesey, and and Beaker. Now, because it's Fozzie, <laughs> Trelawney doesn't need a lot of convincing to arrange this voyage and give them a ship. He's like, yeah, let's do it. Right. Well, because also in this imagining, and I don't know if this holds any to the text, there's a person that lives in Squire Trelawney's finger. All right, named Mister Bimbo. Yes. And he says, Mr. Bimbo told me. Yeah. He's, all of this he's stuff. a goofball. So that should give us a picture of what we're dealing with. Right. So the ship is the Hispaniola. It's this grand ship. It has Waldorf and Statler as the figureheads, Yay. which are like the, the, the. Like the mermaids on the, on the ship. Yeah. Basically. The, the <laughs> sculptures that are on the front right. of the ship. <laughs> Always good to see them. Jim, Gonzo, and Rizzo are elated that their dream's coming true. Rizzo, hungry, suggests heading to the kitchen when they get aboard the ship. So they're aboard the Hispaniola. They go down to the kitchen. And as the trio head down, we hear a voice singing an old sea shanty called Drunken Sailor. Love it. This is the ship's cook, Long John Silver. This is what I used to sing on the playground as a child. This is Tim Curry, (laughs) who needs no introduction, needs no explanation. Tim Curry's incredible. And I need to say, childhood me... Had a little bit of a huge crush on Long John Silver. He's very good. I can't explain it. And yet I can. I just was like, yes, this is the one. Now, what do we notice about Long Long John Silver? Mm -hmm. He has one leg. Right. So, uh oh. uh -oh. Right. But here's the problem Silver is charming. He's friendly and takes an immediate liking to Jim. And they connect. He's lovely. Now, it's a real connection. No, it is a real connection. 
We're going to talk not, about that. It is not fabricated. No, 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 no. He, I mean, Long John Silver is going to lie about a lot of things in this movie. Of course. But not about how much he cares about Jim. He actually sees Jim almost as a son. It's, 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 diff- it may, and this is where I have to credit, one, Tim Curry's acting skills, but yes. also Kevin Bishop. Because when you see them on screen together. Yeah, they're really good. It is, it's really, it's really well done. So Jim decides he's not a threat. Despite Billy Bones' warnings, Jim's kind of like, he likes this guy. They go up to the deck where Mr. Samuel Arrow, the ship's first mate, played by Sam Eagle, <laughs> who is just a goofball. Oh, just a, just goofy. And he's, well, and it's but perfect he's, because he's but, so straight and narrow. No, but he's very important to the story. Yes, yeah, of we course. Need him. Of course, he plays we a major We need Sam role. Eagle. So he introduces the ship's captain after great fanfare and buildup. Captain Abraham Smollett arrives. Who is it? Hi, hello, everyone. Yeah, it's Kermit. It's Kermit. <laughs> Kermit is Captain Smollett. Mr. Arrow seems to believe and acts as if Smollett is ruthless <laughs> and portrays him that way. But he's far from that. I don't even need to describe it. He's Kermit. Captain Smollett it, it, right. is Kermit. Rainbow who, connection. Who is the end. sweet and yeah. accommodating. What's funny is that there's a scene when they're getting ready to set sail and Sam the Eagle's barking orders, you know, as he should. But then he said, any doddlers will be shot on sight. Right. And Kermit says, I didn't say that. Yeah, yeah. I was just paraphrasing. Like, no. no, you said that. So I think it's like what you're saying is if Sam the Eagle were Kermit. Right. That's how he'd run it. Yes, of course. that's not how Kermit runs anything ever. No. Smollett meets Jim and informs him that he knew his father. Yeah. And that he was a good man. Long John Silver's present for this. And seems very excited to get the voyage underway. Gonzo and Rizzo are concerned about the fact that he has one leg, but Jim likes Silver. Yeah. And dismisses it on grounds that, you know, cooks aren't dangerous. He's the ship's cook, right? Appearances can be deceiving. Yes, they can. And the voyage begins. It's important to note that before the ship sets sail, though, Rizzo (laughs) has created a business on the side using the ship as a cruise line for other rats. (laughs) And, Which, I mean, honestly makes sense, though, because yeah. rats are always on ships. And this becomes a subplot for yes. the rest of the film. Oh, absolutely. So when things are happening on the ship, we see that the cruise is doing their own thing. They br- Well, and the, and the rats serve as a reminder that we are the audience. Yes. Because they break the fourth wall continually. Yeah, the rats are great. It's, it's, it's really brilliant. Like, the, yeah. the Muppet genius, that's its own category of brilliant. Yeah, and since these rats are small, they're able to get on the ship essentially unnoticed, or at least... You know, they don't see them. The, the crew doesn't Nobody see them. Nobody but Jim and friends notice this. Well, the, Jim doesn't even notice it. Jim's too excited right. to be there. The voyage begins to another great musical number, which is Sailing for Adventure. It is a bop. I love this song it's a good so song. much. It's a good song. Still not my favorite. We have not hit my favorite Listen, yet. Listen, they're can probably, all my favorite. Without guessing, don't guess it, but you probably know which one my favorite one is. Yeah, oh, I know. I already know. To Smile It and Arrows Wait, dismay. wait, wait, wait. Yes. Okay. Sorry, I had to all right. To, I knew it. I freaking smi- knew yeah, it. To Smollett and Arrow's dismay, they find that after roll call, I mean, this, this roll call is great. Now, I'm sure Brooke will want to talk about the roll call. <laughs> yes. The roll call is funny, but it's the roll call that Smollett and Arrow realize we have a bunch of really rough people on this ship. <laughs> like, wh- what is this crew? Because, well, we'll, we'll I won't They're I won't just say. these ragged, tattered, rough looking people. And their names, even. Yeah, like- Headless Bill. Headless Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. And bug face baby eating, what is it? And the bug face baby eating uh, something something O'Brien. O'Brien. And it's, it's this woman. 
Well, then there's there's old Tom, yeah, real old Tom, and dead Tom. Yeah, it, it's really funny. It's just all <laughs> making fun of, not making fun of, but it's parodying the the, the pirate. That's thing. it, big fat ugly bug face baby eating O'Brien. That's it. Sorry, yeah. I had to think about it. <laughs> and Kermit is like, okay. And Sam the Eagle is like. Oh, God. Yeah, so Kermit's like, let's go to the captain's quarters and have a meeting where he freaks out and goes, who the heck got this crew together, right? And he freaks out the way Kermit always freaks out with the arms. We find out. This is our first big clue here. Uh, The dim-witted Trelawney, Fozzie, is the one who hired the crew on advice of Long John Silver, the ship's cook. Red flag number one. Right. Well, number two, because the leg was the red flag. I was just about to do that. Captain Smollett, feeling uneasy about the voyage, asks Jim if he can hold on to the map for safekeeping, but Jim actually refuses to listen to Captain Smollett's Kermit. He does not give the map to Captain Smollett. Long John Silver enters and offers the crew brandy, and strangely, again vouches for the crew. Right. Smollett refuses the brandy, saying, you know, no drinking on this yeah, ship. Yeah, he wants, and, and, you know, as an adult, I, I didn't know what was going on as a kid. Right. But as an adult, I see... This speaks to Smollett's character, his integrity. Yeah. It's, this is a moment where we're solidifying the difference between these two figures. Long yes. John Silver is, oh, you can sail to heaven and back with these guys. Well, we've got to be careful because not everything Long John Silver advocates right. is wrong. It, right, no, it's true. And that's, well, that's why he's a fantastic character. He is... He's he's not black and white. Uh, he's not necessarily There's bad. A lot of gray area with him. That's the thing. You have good people, yeah. like Smollett, yes, right? And you have and bad he's truly people. good. But then you have people that are just who they are, and they're not. I wouldn't call Long John Silver a villain. I also wouldn't call him a do-gooder either. No, he would. He's just simply Long John Silver, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, and we've talked about that in other films, right? So in this moment, we're seeing the difference between Smollett a, and Long. He's John a Silver. con. He's definitely. Oh a, yeah, he, he's a con. He has. He's like Sawyer from Lost. Yeah, I mean, he's he, not bad, but he's got his own. Motives. He's just simply who he is, and yeah. that can be good or bad, right? So Silver leaves. You know. They they didn't drink his brandy, you know, on on small. And he's orders. not offended. He's like whatever. But he asks Jim to leave with him because Silver. He says, "Come on, Jim. Don't want to. You know, yeah. we don't want to bother Captain." That evening, Long John Silver and Jim have a have a moment where they bond. Silver teaches Jim about how to find the North Star, Polaris, mm-hmm. and they share similar stories and actually find that Long John Silver and Jim, they both find that they lost their fathers at, the, at nearly the same age. Yeah, Silver being eight, Jim being seven. Silver then inquires very suspiciously about the map. You yeah. see, no one knows Jim has it. Right. And no real, no one really knows what's what they're doing. They just Right, they, this is just a he, nameless voyage at right. this point. Jim doesn't reveal anything, but it's clear there's more to this humble cook, Long John Silver. At one point, Jim suggests that Long John could captain the ship. Because, you see, Long John's been sharing this, this sage advice yeah. throughout the film uh, since we've met him. And, at one, and 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 he kind of criticizes indirectly, not too he not directly, right? But he he says, "Oh, Captain Smollett sails by rules, you know." Oh, he sailed by the stars. I sail by the stars, right? And Jim goes, "Oh, well, you know, Long John, you could captain the ship, and you see his he whole switches. Yep. he switches. He said that I could. Yeah, and he looks that I could, lad. And he sw- his countenance." And he hardens, and he very solemnly yeah. says that I could. For and it's a like, second, you see Long John. Some, Sil- yeah, yeah. You that's see Captain it. Long John Silver. There it is, which we know. Like at this point, we should know what's going on here. Right. At this point, we see that this is not just a cook. This guy, and even in a Muppet movie, mm-hmm. 
Tim Curry is able to kind of present this really serious, solemn, ominous almost. I mean, it's Tim Curry. Like, the man can do no wrong. It's Pennywise, right? Right. And all the things. Okay, so then we get this brief, uh, anytime there's a movie where there's a voyage, there's always that fade to the map to show... Where they've, how far they've gone. Yeah, six weeks has passed. That's a long time. Yeah, and throughout this six weeks, Jim and John, Long John, yeah. grow closer to the point where Jim is spending less time with Gonzo and Rizzo and more time with Long John. So it's right. been six weeks. And when you see, kind of, there's like a quick, there's like a quick scene, they're like kind of playing. Like him and Long John are, are like kind of just, yeah. like, it's almost all, like father-son It is like banter. a father-son thing, yeah. And it is. It's it's really sweet. It's but it's you real. also know that something else is going on. There is something else going on, but this is real. Yeah. This the isn't... connection, I don't think, was intended on Long John Silver's part. Perhaps not. I don't... Well, because right. by now we know, when he inquired about the map, he that shouldn't have ever even happened. Right. Unless he knew something. Yeah. And so we it, the motive is making itself known in small ways. Yes. But the conne- I, I truly do not think the connection was anticipated. But it happened. Right. And then, of course, Gonzo and Rizzo suddenly are sitting there eating, and then they're snatched by three crew members. <laughs> right. Clueless Morgan is one yeah. of them. And who is behind all this? Because it's three of them. And they're questioning Gonzo and Rizzo about the map. Right. They're interrupted by Mr. Arrow, who walks in and, of course, reports what he sees. Because he walks in and sees three crew members, these three rough... Torturing Gonzo. Torturing Gonzo. But, uh, you know, it's Gonzo... Nothing bothers him. So right? he no, he's like, I love this. <laughs> he is absolutely enjoying yeah. being stretched. Smollett, apart. yeah. Smollett has the three crew members locked up in the brig and requests to meet with Jim. Yeah. In the meeting, Smollett asks Jim to hand over the map again, and Jim yeah. once again refuses because Smollett's like, something's going on on the ship. Yeah, and I have to, I have to, I have to respect Smollett for being so gentle. Right, sure. About it, yeah. although I'm kind of like, you should have just well, made him do it. Well, then he does. He yeah. says, okay, Jim, I hate to do this, but I'm ordering you to give me the map as captain of the ship. Jim hands it to him. After... He doesn't abuse his authority, I think, is what I'm right. what I'm happy with. No, he doesn't. He tries to give Jim an opportunity to voluntarily do the right thing. After six weeks on the voyage, remember, it's been six weeks, the wind stops blowing yeah. for five days, and we have another musical number. Oh, yes, we do. Cabin Fever, which technically, if you're on a ship... And it's five days of no wind. It's miserable. Oh, yeah. But they're having a great time on Cabin Fever. Right. It, it's yeah, very, yeah, yeah. What would you it's say? Like a, it's like a Calypso number kind of. Yeah, yeah. So All it's the fun. crew suddenly leaps to life in this crazy song. Like, we've got cabin fever. Right. We've lost all sense we had. Yeah. And, like, they're going crazy. Everybody's nuts. They're dancing. Yeah, and this is still not my favorite number. No, still well, no. This one, well, this one's not my favorite, but there are funny parts in it. Yeah, the numbers are good, but... This one's still not my favorite. After the song, the wind blows again. Uh, Naturally. Naturally. (laughs) The voyage continues. We then catch Long John conversing with the jail mutineers. The three that snatched Gonzo and Rizzo. He comes down. He looks like he's laying the law down. No, but he's talking to him. For a little bit. He's interrupted by Jim, and he Mm -hmm. kind of straightens up. They talk briefly, and Jim lets slip he had the map. And and there it it is. and, And then, of course, also lets slip the location. He gave it to Smollett. Uh, it's locked in the captain's quarters. One night, as the ship sails through a thick fog, Silver talks Mr. Arrow into inspecting <laughs> inspecting the lifeboats. Leaky lifeboats? Yeah. Mr. Arrow innocently hands his keys over to Silver before testing one of the boats, and Silver essentially lets him drift yep, off. Yep, he lets him Just, drift off to sea. The next morning, 
the crew thinks Mr. Arrow to be dead because he's drifted off. Right, well, because, and Long John's men are, are helping plant yeah, the, the idea. Well, by this the, point. All we found was his hat. Right. And we know something's going on. The next morning, the crew, th- it was, I'm sorry, I said that, sorry. Uh, Long John, using the keys, frees his three mutineers and has them retrieve the map during Mr. Arrow's, like, memorial service. So right. now Long John, it's very clear at this point, Long John is... He's a baddie. ...is propagating the deceit and what is going to be a mutiny, right? Right. So he now has the map. Jim, Gonzo, and Rizzo are having a snack in the kitchen. They're eating apples in a barrel. When they over- <laughs> As one does. When they overhear Long John reveal his treachery... Right. ...in a conversation with the mutineers. Which breaks Jim's heart. It does. No, Jim is... He's not okay. No, he's not okay over this. Now with the map, it's official. Long John is much more than a cook. He is the ruthless pirate that Billy Bones has warned about. He is not just Long John Silver. Which he's, we already knew, but... Yeah. Mm, whatever. He's Captain Long John Silver. Yep. He's the Long John Silver, right? As the ship approaches Treasure Island, as as this is all part of, of Long John Silver's plan, let's wait till they get close enough before we, we make the jump on them. Right. Jim He's smart. In, yeah. Jim informs Smollett of the treachery, though. Smollett has Silver and the crew go to shore to get water and provisions with the intention on stranding them on the yeah, island. Yeah, leaving them. It's a good plan. The problem is Silver's smart is. and suspects this is too easy. Something's mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. So what does he do? He lures Jim to his lifeboat, kidnaps him, which foils Smollett's plan. Because he knows Smollett will not leave Smollett's not going to leave Jim, no, right? No. Because Smollett is a good man, and unfortunately... To a fault, because Long right. John Silver, he will do, he will look out for number one first, yeah. so they, and Smollett will not. So now we're on Treasure Island. Jim has been taken captive. His uh, blind... Gonzo has, and Rizzo are freaking out. Yeah, but the blindfold is removed from Jim, and yeah. standing before him is no longer the lowly cook. No. But, and the father, and the potential father figure. Right, but in honestly. the, in the full, he's in full regalia, in, his, in all his glory, it's Captain Long John Silver. Looking fine. I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, he is. he's got his full, he's decked out in his, <laughs> in his full captain garb. Yep. Silver actually harbors no ill will towards Jim. In fact, he wants to initiate him into being a pirate, showing that while his plans were treacherous, he does care about Jim. And this leads to the best song of the movie, <laughs> in my humble opinion, A Professional Pirate. Yeah, I, I knew that you would love this song. It's a good song because, for one thing, it's it's hard not to love Long John Silver as well, the anything cook. anything that Tim Curry's singing. But if you're upset about Long John Silver and his treachery and his mutiny, the song A Professional Pirate will make you be like, I want to be on that guy's side. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What he, what the song does is it says, we're not bad. We're pirates, though. This, Yeah, it's just what, this is what we do. But we care about each other, and we're a family, and we care about true friendship, and you're going to be one of us. And it's just a delightful number. It is lovely. And it Tim is. Curry's great. And he's just, I mean, come on, his voice is butter. We all know that. Yeah, he's good. And he's a fantastic actor. And I love I love watching his facial expressions in, yeah. this, in this song. And also watching Jim, and Jim is so like, he's, God, like, I I want to say yes because I care about you. Yeah, he has a connection. But with, you're terrible. Right. And what you're doing is terrible. Well, he's doing terrible things. I just don't know if I would go as far as to say Long John Silver's terrible. No, I don't think he's terrible. I just think he, in the, I, you have to think. How many years is this? 
in the making. Right. I think it's a Moby Dick type situation. It's yeah. like, hey, I have to do this now. Right. And look, Jim, you were in the way. I'm sorry. Yes. You know, like you had the map and I, I need the map. So I got to, I kind of got to upset saying, you a little yeah, bit. I'm not you know? saying that, I'm not saying that Long John Silver is good. I'm not saying He's that. He's just not evil. Evil has no regard for life. Flint was evil, I think. Possibly. But Possibly. Long John Silver is not this, he's not a sociopath, he's not a psychopath. No, he, no. He truly. He knows what he's doing. He cares about Jim, and he cares about his men to a degree. Yeah, he <laughs> to a degree. Yeah. yeah. Silver's <laughs> plan, though, is going just as he hopes. I just think he's selfish. Yeah. Ultimately, he has the map. He has Jim, and though Smollett is coming to the rescue, Silver left a few men behind. Yeah. To take over the Hispaniola. Once on the island, Smollett, Gonzo, and Rizzo are attacked by natives. So we have a new threat or a new presence on the right. island. It's this native uh, tribe. They're pigs. Yes. They're pig puppets. <laughs> And they introduced them to their queen. Yes. Let it happen. Who is none other than Benjamina Gunn. Miss Piggy. Heck. We've been yes. wet. They reveal her. This, uh, this is, moment of her introduction yeah. is the absolute most iconic introduction, arguably, in film. I love it. Right. And of I used course, to rewind this yeah. over and over and just dance in my living room because I was like, yeah, it's Benjamina. And we'll get to the, all the drama with Benjamina. Oh, yes, and of course. Smollett. Of course, they have a history. We'd already seen a picture of her in Smollett's yes. office. And can we just quarters. talk about the song and what they're saying? Yeah, sure. They're saying, boom, shakalaka, boom. And then eventually it changes to boom, shakalaka, laka, the whole time. Oh. Do you not remember that? I remember that. I just, I'm, I'm trying to... It's I'd, when it's when they're like you know he, they bang the gong and they're yeah, tied yeah. to the stakes and like oh my god and then the pigs start with boom shakalaka but then it changes to boom shakalaka laka boom shakalaka yeah, which of course what else would you sing when Miss Piggy's coming into town right of course it's just phenomenal so she shows up and then we're gonna get to the the the, the drama and the history because with uh, with Miss Piggy is always a wake of drama <laughs> and yes. We and, stand and, and Miss Piggy. So, back to Long John Silver, though. Using the map, they find a cache of treasure chests. Right. All empty. Oh, dear. So, somebody got to the treasure. The crew is enraged, and they turn on Silver. Because they're like, you brought us out here for nothing. So, when they turn on Silver, Silver gives Jim a chance to escape. Letting him know that while he may have lied in order to hatch his plan... He didn't lie about the fact that he cared about yeah, him. Yeah, he says, I, he said, I care about you. He's like, I hope you didn't think I was lying about he that. He goes, I wasn't lying about that. He uh, goes, I like you, kid. I can't. So Jim does escape, and, and Silver is taken captain by, t- captive by his own men. Meanwhile, the native tribe, the pigs, <laughs> they're planning to cook and eat Gonzo, Rizzo, and Captain Smollett. Jim, however, is able to free Gonzo and Rizzo, and we even get a cameo of the Swedish chef, Bless. This scene. Yes. And there's even this commentary like, hey, how, how else do you think we're going to get him in this movie? You know? <laughs> so we do get the Swedish chef. Because pro- we need it for a Muppet movie. We do we need, need the Swedish chef, yeah. Long John is actually, back to Long John, kind of goes back and forth here. Yeah. Long John's able to trick his dim-witted crew into feeling guilty for turning on him. Right. He quickly takes back control of his crew and then continues the hunt Well, for and because treasure. you have to think, I mean, pirate, and, and this this is a thing continually in this movie and in this story, pirates are very superstitious. Yes. Because men at sea are very su- well people, excuse me, at sea are yeah, very Yeah, that's going to be key later. Because he says, They're "Oh, you, you cuz they drew a black spot for him 
and they're like torn from a book. Yeah, they did it on the Bible. From the Bible, they do the they they put the black spot from a page yes, in the Bible. Yes, he's like all oh, the red fought, hot fires of hell. And they're like, oh my god. Oh, they're I'm like, we're sorry, sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry. So, but also yeah. in this moment, I need to point out there's a moment, and it's me, me and my my cousins are like my best friends in the world, and we watched these movies over and over when they would come to visit. There's a moment where Clueless Morgan is weeping over a body, and it is dead Tom dead. Dead Tom. He's weeping because dead Tom is dead. He's like, Long John shot him! And I just need to say it because I need it documented. It drove me into hysterical laughter every time because he's like, because this Barracuda-looking thing was like, he's he's always been dead. That's why he's called Dead Tom. And then Clueless immediately stops crying. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> just drops him and that's it that's it for dead tom it's a nothing moment but it's an everything moment for me so i just had to bring it up so remember <laughs> yeah so remember now rizzo and gonzo were freed by jim yes but smollett is still he is yeah and he's still captive but he's still been taken captive by right. the the natives <laughs> they see mr arrow who is still unaware that he was tricked rowing, oh my god rowing his lifeboat just oh this is a great lifeboat so so, I've tested this one to be true. <laughs> yeah. So they arrive. He, excuse me. He arrives on the shore. So now we have Mr. Arrow. He's okay. Again. He and has he, no idea what's happened. No, he says, but I think something might be up with that long John Silver. Oh, right. Well, thanks. <laughs> Let's get back to Benjamina real quick. Oh, yes. How did she end up on the island? Well, apparently Smollett dumped her. Oh, they broke up. He literally got cold feet. And she, t- wedding. she took up with Captain Flint. Who marooned her on the island where he met, where, excuse me, she met the native tribe and became their queen. So she, she, it's, I think it's safe to say she exploited the crap out of those poor native pigs because she yeah, was like, I but, have an opportunity to be on top yeah, here. So she rebounded with Captain Flint and then Man, she went the other way. And then I guess she got on his nerves because he left her. Yeah. With everyone on the island now, it's not long before Silver and his crew find Smollett and Benjamina. And we find that Silver and Benjamina also had a yeah, a, and she a has a little bit of a suggestive moment with him. That was surprising. Yeah, I the, the, the did not comment. catch that as a wee one. Yeah, as an adult, I was like, oh, Miss Piggy for for a Muppet. That, that is that, that, inappropriate. That was, that was a stretch. If you don't know what we're talking about, just right. go watch yeah. it because this is a family friendly podcast. So poor Kermit, he has to deal and <laughs> with with this this past of because Kermit's he's yeah he's like him too like, well if you but, married but, me but she's he all doesn't up. he doesn't go for rebound ladies no you know he stayed mi- chased or right. whatever yeah for all miss his piggy years. is just having a good time with whoever listen just let her live she's fine at, at any rate <laughs> silver wants the treasure he knows at this point okay it's not at the location of the map which means somebody found it right and he sees that miss piggy benjamina <laughs> is wearing a necklace of spanish doubloons so he knows that she has the treasure. Which, this makes total sense that she would somehow find treasure and make use of it. Right. Of course. And of course she's going to wear it, right? <laughs> right. Remember, though, she's the queen of the native pig tribe. Yep. Who comes to their defense. I mean, they're ready to do battle. They're like, you know yeah, you what? You see a dart fly. Yeah. And they're like, all right. They Don't ch- mess with their queen. But, of course, Long John Silver, just he just turns and shoots. And blows the hat off of the main chief, and what happens? We see you have boom boom sticks. Bye bye. Yeah, that's it. They're done. <laughs> they as are soon, out of there. As soon and then Miss Piggy, yeah. oh brother! As like, soon as she's they like, see, geez, Louise. as soon as they see that the pirates have guns, they're done. <laughs> boom no, boom boom sticks. Boom boom sticks. 
So Benjamina leads Silver to the treasure, and then, of course, they take Smollett and Benjamina and hang them upside down off a tree over a cliff. Right. Where they Bad share, news bears. Where they share, I think, the weakest number it's the in worst. the film. It's love just, let us love here. Love let us here. Which love is all... Yeah, I I I I was kind of like okay. I mean, look, we need it. It's it's not like, uh, it yeah. serves a purpose. It's fine. It's fine. Know. It's just like after I, after a professional pirate. Let's just can't. say I fast forward it every time. Yeah. So let's go back to Jim, Gonzo, and Rizzo. Right. This is important. because they use Mister Arrow, and the fact that everyone thought he was dead, they have him to fake being his ghost. So Mister Arrow pretends because again they're like pirates are superstitious. Yeah, he pretends to be the ghost of himself. We need to say what he says. And he, the whole, all the pirates freak out and leave. What does he go he ahead? He says, bogey, bogey, bogey. I am the ghost of Samuel Arrow. Bogey. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's all it takes. That's it. So bogey. They, they run off. Uh, and ju- They jump off the ship, all the pirates. You know, they thought Arrow was dead. They're incredibly superstitious. <laughs> so now Jim has controlled the Hispaniola. Yes. And he comes back to the island and saves Smollett and Benjamina, once freed, Smollett leads the crew in a battle against Silver and his yes, crew. Yes, it's the swashbuckling moment. Yes, on the shores of Treasure Island. Smollett's crew gains the upper hand, and they take Silver and his crew captive, but they leave out a very important detail. Silver still has the keys to the ship. True. He's able to escape. Now, here's the thing. Silver doesn't try to take the Hispaniola over. He doesn't. He doesn't. Jim catches him that evening loading up a lifeboat with chess. Yeah. He but- does threaten to blow the whistle on him, but And Silver pulls the gun and says, if you blow the whistle, I'm going to shoot you. But after a few moments, Silver breaks. Why? He loves him. He confesses. He, he goes, really I, he, sees him I, like yeah, a son, I, I could think. never harm you, Jim. And he and like, and for a moment, every so often. No, he had tears in his eyes. Yeah, he said, well, because they don't, off, there's usually not cursing in these movies. Right. But he says, oh, H-E-L-L, you know. Oh. Yeah. He's like, I could never hurt you. Yeah, he says, you're brave and true. And he praises his honesty. And he's, it's something he couldn't be. And in one final act of kindness, he returns Jim's father's compass to him. That was huge. It was. I I, I remember crying at the, at this when I was a kid because and, I yeah. just and it's this. I yeah. wanted I wanted Long because I loved Long John Silver. No, he's I great. wanted him to be. Yeah. I didn't want him to be in that lifeboat. I wanted him to be on the ship. I wanted, wanted him to, to be, be part of everything. Yeah, because I think he's. Such and he says, character. yeah. So he, he throws Jim's dad's compass and, to him. And Jim is, of course, crying. He's weeping it's, during all yeah, this. Yeah, it's Jim's, it's this act of, of kindness from mm-hmm. Silver that causes Jim to not blow the whistle. He lets him go. Yeah, it's, and, it's neat because and it, one, yeah, they and, both, they both, there's, it's like they, they meet in the gray. Yeah, and they meet they do, in yeah. that gray area. And, and one of the final things uh, Silver says is, we, we would have made a great team, Jim. And it's true. He's not wrong. Yeah. It's just they're both on opposite sides of the spectrum at this point. Yeah. We and doesn't Smollett come up right behind yeah, him? Yeah, Smollett has yeah. witnessed all this, and he actually Aww. praises Jim for his act of mercy. Yeah. Yet Silver will get his comeuppance. Which, but yeah, because... As Mr. Arrow points <laughs> out, that the lifeboat, See, Silver had here comes the Arrow check circle. the lifeboat. <laughs> Arrow points out that the lifeboat he took was unsafe. We then see Silver 
And we hear the we hear the swashbuckling tune again. Yeah, Silver's in the lifeboat with the chest, frantically trying to dump water out of it because so obviously the the lifeboat that he took had a leak. Yeah. Eventually, the boat sinks, taking the treasure down with it below. Yeah, that's what's ironic. He still doesn't literally. He doesn't get to take it with him. No. As Silver, the saying says, you don't right. get to take it with you. Silver is forced to leave it behind and swim back to the shore of Treasure Island to an unknown fate. We don't know what happens to him. Right. The film ends with Smollett and the crew celebrating to the closing musical number, Love Power. And by the way, Benjamin is on the ship too. She is. In a little pirate outfit, looking cute. While the rats who came along for Rizzo's cruise liner dive down and retrieve the treasure. Yes. And they, by the way, the whole time have been like, this is the filming location of Muppet Treasure Island. Like they're breaking all kinds of fourth Yeah, walls. it's great. So that's the movie. It's, it's good. lovely. It's a good time. It is. When I look back at Christmas Carol and Treasure Island Muppet movies, yeah, I just it was gr- the Muppets are great always. Yes, of course. It's just great to see that the the real life players, the you know Michael Caine as Scrooge and and Tim Curry as Long John Silver, not only played these roles roles well, but like it's the best I've ever seen those. Yeah, they types like of roles. gave their all to the role. Yeah, it wasn't just like it they was, were, oh, okay. we're having fun because this is puppets around. Because I feel like Muppet movies. That I've seen re- in recent years, they don't give up this kind of performance, or maybe it's no, that they, they don't make these kinds of movies. I uh, I don't you it's know it's because because you got to think we're talking about two cl- two right. literary classics. We're talking about a Christmas Carol yes. and Treasure Island, right? So you can't get weak actors for this. No, you can't. You really can't. And I'm just what's neat is just that if somebody asked me who's, I would say. If someone asked me who would who do you think's the best portrayal of a pirate, you know, yeah, I mean, I think of I love Captain Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp, yeah, but right up there with that is Tim Curry's Long John Silver, yep, oh yeah, and 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 Muppet Treasure Island, and I don't look at the Muppet movies as a separate thing because these performances are so strong, and Tim Curry did, just did fantastic, and Michael Caine did fantastic in Christmas Carol, so we hope you guys enjoyed it. So if you haven't seen it. Definitely go watch it. It's on Disney Plus. Yeah, you can stream it on Disney Plus. Um, it's just a fantastic movie. Yeah. So we have been going for quite a bit. <laughs> Unexpectedly. Yeah. So <laughs> it started out light, and now it's dark outside. So as we as we wrap things up, let's uh, let's talk about where they can find us on social media. Alrighty. And- so if you are on Instagram, you can find us at the Tape Store. If you're on uh, TikTok, you can also find us there by the same name. If you're on Twitter, we're the Tape Store Pod. And if you'd like to shoot us an email, we'd certainly love to hear from you. We're the Tape Store Podcast at gmail.com. And we will be back next Thursday with a new episode of the Tape Store where we talk more 80s and 90s nostalgia. And we hope to see you there. Until then, this is Toby. And this is Brooke. Thanks, guys. See you later. See you later.